Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio Tuesday morning. So uh, NBA Riders Choice League most valuable player. You agree with this thing or not? <laughs> it's it's subjective, of course, on the part of the writers across the country. There's a heck of a debate as to their choice, which is Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. This is the second straight year that he has won the MVP award, but many of the fans, of course, fans view things myopically. Their, their player is always the best. But there is really room for a lot of argument because uh, John Asantecumbo of the Milwaukee Bucks is a former MVP, and his team is very strong in the playoffs. Playoffs don't count. It's just the regular season. But uh, Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers has done a lot for his team. Fact of the matter is, though, the NBA writers decided on Jokic in a very close vote, and he is, that's the bottom line, he's going to be it. Interesting thing to me is that this is how worldwide basketball is. None of those three is American board. Not a one. Jokic is Serbian. Uh, Andy Decumbo is Greece. He's the Greek freak. And Embiid, who All-America at Kansas, is uh, from the Sudan. How about that? That's how much this game has spread around the world, and that really is taking and making for itself a hallmark in the sports world. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's you know, like you said, subjective because any of those guys could have definitely been MVP easily. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an honor to be getting it back to back years for sure. Um, you know, I know every time right before the draft comes, you always tell me the story about how back in the day when the draft would happen, you just you know you get a, get it on a wire and you'd be like, oh cool, they got them, they got them, and then you, you may say something about it, you might not, and you move on with your life. Now it's a huge ordeal. It takes over the city. You got multiple days of TV coverage, and it looks like the NFL is kind of trying to do the same thing with the schedule release, which happens this Thursday. It is, it is an act of utter genius on their part. Absolutely. These people are so bright at what they do. They're marketing gurus. That, that's who all the pro leagues ought to go to, the NFL. Oh, this is how you're doing it. What they have done is taken nothing, folks. Absolutely nothing. The schedule, the full schedule, is going to be, be released on Thursday. What they're doing is <laughs> incrementally doing it. Monday was, I believe it was Fox. Today it's CBS. Tomorrow it's somebody else. Uh, I know Monday was ESPN. And they're releasing portions of the games they're going to cover. Well, this this is beautiful because it, the NFL fans are, oh, my God, look, look, look at this one, look at this one. Not the full schedule. Full schedule is the 14th. But it's little bits and pieces to keep that appetite Wetted, and that's exactly what they're doing. It's really, really a superior, genius piece of marketing. But that's the NFL. They do it. They do it constantly, year long. They do it better than anybody else because, like I said, in the off season, we were talking about the NFL more than some sports, and in some cases, more about the NFL than even the Olympics, which doesn't happen until you know another four years, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah. It's uh, something to behold for sure, and I agree with you 110%. If you got the money and you want to be marketed, get with the NFL because they know what the hell they're doing. Last but not least, Jury, do they know their first-round opponent in their uh, baseball league tournament? They do, and they're playing the league tournament in St. Charles at Lou Brock Field, and Drury will play on Thursday. Drury goes in as one of the top seeds in the competition, so they get a bye in the first round. Their first opponent on Thursday night will be Indianapolis. 
Indianapolis is under 500. Drury is way above 500. They're 36 and 14 on the year. Drury will be favored. Indianapolis, though, it's baseball. Anything can happen in the game, and that's exactly what Drury has to guard against because they are a very good team. Really, the thinking is they have to get to the championship round to advance, and that is because the Great Lakes Valley Conference does not have significant wins outside of their own league, and that's what Division II looks for, well, it's what any conference looks for, for that matter, when you're looking for at-large teams. Drury feels their record is good enough that if they get to the championship, and may not win it, but if they get the championship, that they should be there. So you've got to win, and that's what they will try to do starting on Thursday night. Well, they've had a hell of a season whether or not they do or not, so uh, definitely something to be proud of. Ned, you know, it's funny when the uh, baseball season started, it felt like we were still in winter. Now, in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours, it actually feels like we're in summer. So baseball... Definitely makes sense right now. Did the Cardinals and Royals play yesterday? Royals did. They had a, a it's a, in a sense, a makeup game with the Baltimore Orioles. It was a game that was rained out. The first two days of their series in Baltimore were rained out, and this is the Royals' only trip to Baltimore this year. So the one of the rainouts was made up yesterday, and Baltimore won the game 6-1. to one. Kansas City's struggling at the moment. They're a better team than this, but they just can't seem to get things together. The uh, Royals go on the road now. Well, they're already on the road, but now they go to Texas to play the Texas Rangers in a series starting tonight. Cardinals didn't play yesterday. They are home, and they are playing the aforementioned Baltimore Orioles, who are not a very good team. Cardinals have a chance to really get well with this series starting tonight. And the Springfield Cardinals have competition coming up. They're playing day games. The first two games of their series are today and tomorrow. There's a reason why they're doing this, the day games. The rest of the series is at night. Well, the day games are being done because they have an arrangement with the public school systems around the area, not just Springfield, but around the others, to bring in the kids and let them enjoy baseball. This is, I mean, this is double-A baseball. I've called those games. It's insane. And the kids are all over the place, but <laughs> there are so many of them who want to go, they're dividing it now. One one day today, the other tomorrow, and then the rest of the games are at night. And that's a pretty good, pretty good marketing deal on the part of the Springfield Ball Club. Well, if you got kids going to the game today, make sure they are hydrated because it is going to be hot. But I'll tell you, man, I have been in Hammonds. Uh, I'm trying to think. Probably the loudest was when uh, Carpenter was down here and we called him up. That was probably one of the loudest screams I've ever heard. But second to that is school days when those kids are out there screaming, oh, my dear Lord. It makes me think, God, well, I'm not that in may have been your loudest, but it was not the loudest. The opening time when the St. Louis Cardinals were down here, uh, April the 1st of 2005, when they you couldn't get another person in that ballpark. That was incredible. When you introduced, I had the pleasure of doing the introductions on the field, Albert Pujols and all the rest of them. You had to hold your ears. It was that, that Ned's loud. ears are still ringing from that day. <laughs> the series is tied 2-2. Two to two. St. Louis Blues are back in Minnesota tonight. You like their chances? They do. The Blues are playing very well. Came from behind and knocked off the Wild 5-2 on Sunday to even the series at two games apiece. This is hockey, and really anything can happen. I think really, in my opinion, the Blues are a better team than the Wild. They beat them the first four times they played Minnesota this year, three in the regular season and the first game of the playoffs. But since then, Minnesota won two in a row. And now the Blues have come back to tie it. This is game three coming up tonight. This is, or game five, I should say, tonight. This is the pivotal game 
because the, the winner of this one will take command and have a 3-2 to two lead. That is important because all you need is one more win. Now, if it does come down to a home ice advantage, I'm of the opinion, Mike, and I've talked about this many times, there is very limited advantage in playing hockey at home. But over and above that, if it does come down to that, then Minnesota has the edge. They are the home team. They would have game number seven on their home ice. But we'll see what happens. This is a big one coming up tonight. Go Blues! Last but not least, the NBA playoffs still rolling. Uh, What's going on there? How about the Boston Celtics? They played in Milwaukee last night. Their series tied at two games apiece. Tight game right to the end, and then the Celtics got hot. Jason Tatum, the St. Louis kid, really started warming up, started hitting these long bombs, and the Celtics knocked off the Milwaukee Bucks, and it's Boston that has the three games to two lead going back to Boston, where, unlike hockey, home court does make an advantage or give a team an advantage. So the Celtics will have everything in their favor when they play game six coming up later on this week. As far as Golden State and Memphis are concerned, they played last night out in San Francisco, and the Golden State Warriors won. They lead three games to one over a Memphis team that's good, but they're fractured because John Morant, their star player, is out. He has a knee injury, and that is really costing the Memphis Grizzlies a whole lot. He's the heart and soul of that team. So you look for Golden State to maybe advance into the Western Conference Championship round against either Dallas or the Phoenix Suns. We'll see what happens. It's so crazy, a lot of these different leagues, where it it essentially comes down to, can your team stay healthy enough through the last run? And that's almost always what it comes down to, especially in basketball. Well, that's in, yeah, that's yeah. in any sport, uh, football, basketball, and any of them. Your rate of attrition in those sports is the key to how you do things, and there's really no control over that. You can be the best-conditioned athlete in the world, suffer some kind of a hamstring injury or something like that. Hey, it's it's all a matter of fortune. It's, uh, it really comes down to the stars. Ned, you have a great day, and uh, stay cool, my man. <laughs>